Welcome to the Conscious Craft Podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. And we are two health coaches on a mission to create a happier world, one thought, one breath, and one bite at a time. We are kicking stress to the curb, and we're not going to take life so seriously. No, and we'd love for you to join, because we're all about community, and we want you to be a part of ours. So head over to the show notes and follow us on social media. We'd love to connect. All right, we are so excited to be joined today with Mallory Leone of Manifest Box. Mallory, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So are we. We cannot wait to jump in and learn more about your magic and your Manifest Box. <laughs> yeah. So you are a writer, a holistic nutritionist, and a witch living the dream now in sunny Los Angeles. Is that right? Yeah, soon to be Las Vegas. So I'm going to be um, coming back and forth between LA and Las Vegas from now on. I'm super excited to be in the desert. Oh, that'll be so nice. Uh, definitely a shift from being in uh, the hustle and bustle of LA. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I love it here. I think that the energies are actually really similar, but a little bit quieter, um, a little bit more space and room for for creation out in the desert. So I'm I'm super stoked to have both at, at my fingertips. I feel very lucky. That's amazing. Super cool. Is there a reason you were kind of pulled to the desert? It's so weird. Well, I first of all, I have a, a really dear friend and mentor that lives there. Her name's Michelle Prentice, and she was my astrology teacher and continues to be just an incredible resource and, and teacher. Um, she lives there, went to visit her. It kind of had been on my mind that I wanted to be somewhere quieter, but I couldn't. We went to Ojai. We went to Joshua Tree. Nothing really quite felt right. And then we went to visit uh, my boyfriend and I, and it was just, it. I don't know, it just feels really right for now. So um yeah we're just pulling the trigger <laughs> oh I love oh, that that's amazing it's always exciting to make that that new life change and to do something different especially when it feels so aligned with you oh absolutely it's so important to to pull the trigger sometimes absolutely all right well I, I mean I, I don't know about you too but I just cannot wait to just dive into this topic today because we're going to be talking a lot about magic we're going to be talking about dealing with trauma and different ways to get through some past experiences so I am just pumped to hear all all about where where you've come from um, how you've got to where you are now so can you give us a little bit of a rundown of your background and how you got into learning about magic and realizing that you are a witch yourself? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I actually, like a lot of us, I think, um, got into the idea of witchcraft and doing spells and that sort of thing when I was pretty young. I remember going to the public library in Modesto and getting all the books I could on witchcraft when I was about, I don't know, preteen, like 11, 12. And I'm a, I'm a 90s kid. So of course we had, <laughs> we had some pretty amazing witch-centric movies and TV shows yeah. back in the 90s. <laughs> um, me and my friends would do spells. We would collect all of the ingredients and we would sneak out at night and like dress in capes that we got from the local thrift store. It was, I was not, I wouldn't say a popular child, <laughs> 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 but you know, we were doing our thing. Yeah. And, you know, 
when it came back to me in my, you know, my late 20s, early 30s, and I realized that all of these things that we were doing when we were kids was about feeling powerful and stepping into our power. I mean, it happens, I think, to a lot of little girls, especially around that age, because we're starting to realize that our bodies are our own and we're coming into our own personalities in a new way as we start to, as we hit puberty, as we, um, as we start to realize that like we are not our parents, we are not our families, we're these these independent beings. And so, um, and then, you know, in my case, I'll totally admit it, I lost that. And I think a lot of women do. It's, you know, uh, I can blame it on culture, I can blame it on the patriarchy, I can blame it on a million things, but what it really was, was, was losing sight of who I am and um, what I'm here to do on this earth and, you know, getting wrapped up in how to earn money and how to be attractive to, to the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever you're into um, and, and trying to mold myself into shapes that I wasn't meant to be in. And so when I really started getting back into spirituality, witchcraft, um, ritual, that sort of thing was uh, right around the time of my divorce. And I, I think it was just the same idea. It was that same feeling of like, whoa, I really, really lost sight of who I am and what I'm here to do. And yeah. what magic does for for us is it shows us um, how to connect with our intuition. It shows us how to align with the, you know, the, the energy of the earth and of balance to kind of come into ourselves in a new way and, um, and in, a, in a really authentic way to us. And so you're not following like the the steps or protocols of someone else you are really digging deep to figure out what exactly not just what you're here to do but also just how to exist in flow with the universe and flow with the earth and flow with your fellow humans oh, and I, um, I just remember like being outside in my parents backyard like semi-homeless and wondering what the heck I was doing with my life after this this huge thing that had just happened to me um when my when my husband basically was like nope yeah. <laughs> um and he was keeping the house and I you know I had my car and my dog and it sounds all very dramatic right now but I couldn't be more grateful or happier with the way it all worked out I I was you know out on the grass in my parents backyard at night looking up at the moon and realizing like okay this is this is it like I'm I'm ready to take some responsibility and um, it, it was the first time I'd felt alive in a really long time. Oh, so that's, that's, that's an, the short version. <laughs> isn't it just amazing how when you have these like life altering events that it just shifts you into a new, a whole new way of living. And if you have the right perspective and you look at it as an opportunity, you can really shift into a whole new timeline that is way more magical than what you could have even imagined. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, now like certain things happen that are difficult and believe me I'm just as susceptible as anyone of like getting down on myself or um feeling sorry for myself when certain things happen but you know if you can just gain a little a little bit of that perspective you can really see that like, oh hey I'm going to use this to my advantage or like what am I supposed to learn from this and mm -hmm. um and that is what I hope to help people see with this stuff that's just beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I just, I love how you were able to, like, to shift and realize that I, I'm divorced myself, too. And I know when I went through that, there was 
um, you know, like essentially this whole awakening. But for me at the time, it took me a real, it took me quite a while to be able to realize that and to gain that perspective was when you were in the backyard of your parents house was that pretty soon after the divorce or was that like some time afterwards that you were able to gain that perspective you know it happened really quickly but only because i felt it happening before we even broke up do you Mm -hmm. i don't know if you had this experience with relationships but it was it was dead a long time before we made it official and whether either of us realized that fully I you know it's I definitely don't know probably not um but when the trigger was actually pulled it all happened really fast my ex-husband he's a Gemini he's very uh he has a lot of spreadsheets like he's very (laughs) by the books and he I I think I don't know if it was him or I that we um we joked that he like project managed our divorce (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny it was fairly non-dramatic and so I did luckily I you know again super grateful for it I luckily had a lot of time to myself to to really speak to myself and say what like what just happened um I had the solitude I had a very quick turnaround in perspective because I was like you know within a month or two we were divorced and that's why you want to get divorced in a state other than California because you don't have a six-month waiting period. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's good so, to know. <laughs> yes. It was six months in New York, too. Yep, yep. I, I got divorced in Oregon. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> um agree that it can it can definitely take some time because there there are so many complexities with things like that you know even if you know it's for the best even if you're like hey I don't even like that guy anymore why am I sad there's literal biological components to leaving someone that you've lived with there's there's like a withdrawal Mm. a a little little physiological withdrawal from someone that you've been really close to and then if you want to look at it from an energetic perspective if you've you know you know about cord cutting rituals and the ways that we're energetically linked to other humans Mm -hmm. and the best way I ever uh, heard it explained to me was that when you go get a coffee at, at the coffee shop down the street and you have that interaction with the barista, that's like the, a really thin line of energy that, but you're still connected to everyone you come across every single day. When it's someone like an ex that you've lived with or a family member or a best friend, you can picture that cord being incredibly thick mm-hmm. and complex. And yeah. sometimes it has horns. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's just a really thick, thick cord. And so, you know, it can take a long time to, to work through all of the complexities of of that relationship and until you realize that it's all for the best. Yeah, so, yeah. Different. While we're on that subject of energy cords, I think it would be valuable if you have any tips or tools that you used through that process to cut those cords. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I think it it runs the gamut between it, it kind of depends on the relationship and what you're what you're healing um there's plenty of guided meditations and vis- visualizations that you can find online for free um if you search like cord cutting ritual or cord cutting meditation um i've done a lot just on my own or recommended them to to friends and clients um, and then you can go so far as hiring someone who, like a shaman or an energy healer 
um, to do that sort of thing, quote unquote, for you. And they just kind of guide the experience and they'll kind of do it in more of a shamanic way, which means that they're going in, um, they're, they're using like their guides and, and they're going in and kind of like exploring what's going on with you and then cutting the cords when necessary. Um, you can also do cord healing. So if you're not really ready to cut a cord with someone, like say that you have a really complex relationship with your mother or father and you still want them in your life, you can absolutely heal um, that cord <laughs> basically, mm, yeah. which kind of like maybe would have someone go in, take a look, poke around and kind of see where the healing was needed or um you know or for instance maybe there's a cord that there's several cords and you only need to cut one or two and you can leave the other ones intact so you still mm-hmm. have a connection with that person but it's just a little healthier yeah um so there's there's definitely a few ways to go about it if you don't feel super comfortable doing something like that on your own i would highly recommend finding someone um who can help you with that and i and like again just kind of looking up like maybe poking around asking friends if they've ever had anything like that done. Um, I have a, a shamanic energy healer that I use because even though I do it myself on my clients, I need help. I think, I think we all, it's like therapists see therapists, doctors yeah. see doctors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally don't feel like if you're Reiki certified or if you do shamanic healing yourself, like, Oh, I'm, I'm sure people that do that. know. like don't feel bad about reaching out and asking for help with that stuff because it can get really intense yeah yeah absolutely I think that is so important too to remember to find the support too if something doesn't feel you know um if you you do try something on your own and maybe you're not getting the results that you want like looking towards other people to support you through it is I think really important too oh it's so important guys I have so gotten in my head about this thinking that if I like I'm not okay who am I to be a healer and who am I to you know make recommendations for people and guide them on their healing journey and I'm not okay and then I remember like oh you can reach out to like literally five people who can help you with this right now yeah. and, it's, and it's fine <laughs> yeah you're not, you're not less than no nope. like, need support absolutely it's true I think all of us as healers too have experienced that at some point or another or multiple times oh my gosh so much um also this is this is a, a nice segue into talking a little bit about trauma because trauma is something that we all experience you know I think sometimes when people think about trauma they think it has to be some huge life-changing event which it is for a lot of people however there are so many different forms of trauma and I think it's important to recognize that we all experience trauma on some level or another oh my gosh yes Mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite subjects because I was very much of the school of like well like you know who am I I've never starved I've never you know, had to live on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I to say that I've experienced trauma? And and I think that the second that we realize that something as um, seemingly innocuous or uh, or or like innocent as your let's say 
your dad wasn't around because he was always working, but he lived with you and your parents aren't divorced and they have a happy marriage. So like, how could you possibly, like, but it's not about becoming a victim to your traumas. Right. It's about recognizing that there might be little tiny parts of your soul that got hurt along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's a really interesting um, perspective and conversation to have when when you're dealing with trauma and working to heal your trauma is like this isn't about identifying the trauma and then becoming like doubling down on your victimhood exactly. this is about identifying your trauma so you, that you can heal it and you don't pass it on to future generations because what our generation is dealing with in a really big way is parents grandparents great-grandparents that didn't do that (laughs) so god bless them yeah (laughs) everyone's doing their best but you know if you have had a family lineage that hasn't dealt with their trauma that could even be part of your I, i won't even say could be that is part of your story yeah today scientifically we call it epigenetics but you know, um, shamanic healers and um, and other sort of ancestral healing modalities have have called this out for since the beginning of time as like as a karma or a past life experience. Like we t- we take all of this on. Our souls take all of this on. So not only are we working through our own traumas of uh, maybe sexual abuse or even things like a, a hard breakup or even things like the the pressures that that society sort of puts on us to be everything we have to be perfect mothers and we have to look good in a bikini and we have to have a successful business and we have to keep our houses looking really clean and tidy so like even even the stressors of daily life not to mention um you know ancestors that dealt with extreme poverty abuse sexual abuse and never ever dealt with it and never even talked about it mm-hmm. yeah and so how powerful it is how it actually is about stepping into our power rather than taking that on and being like oh well no wonder i'm a screw up i can i can just kind of relax into that because look at everything that happened to me <laughs> right 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 and i think it's such an important point to make that you know you carry on your ancestors trauma in your dna in your body and you know just the way that you were brought up like you had mentioned maybe you did live in a home that you know wasn't broken but if you had a mother who you know was hurt by her relationship with her mother that in some way is going to get passed down into your your dna and your upbringing and it's all just another opportunity to gain more self-awareness or about who you are, who your tribe is, where your ancestors are from, and then create a roadmap of, okay, now I know where I'm at. This is what I need to heal. This is why I operate the way that I do. Let's do this. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I really, um, I like what you say, what you said too earlier about you know, how some people will use their trauma almost as a reason to settle into the life that they have. Um, And so I think it it is really important to recognize that because I know, I know even personally that happened to me. I was sexually abused and I, I, for a while, I think I allowed my life to be mediocre or just not that great because I was dealing so much with my trauma and we've had clients now too that have have said the same thing so I think that is an experience that a lot of people do have and so being able to and it's hard when you're in it to recognize that that's what you're doing it's hard to recognize that pattern so I think being able to have that self-awareness about other things in your life will then 
be able to give you that awareness to gain over what parts of your life really are holding back, are really keeping you in this mentality, and what can you do to actually get through that? Oh, so good. Yes, I totally agree. I, I constantly struggle, and I know that so many people do with that balance of like healing and giving yourself the space to heal and the compassion to heal while at the same time taking action and it is a real balancing act i i have to say that it's so much easier to see it from the outside and a lot harder to practice it on a daily basis yes (laughs) where do you give your space where do you give yourself space and then where do you say like hey get off your ass and like do something Mm -hmm. and in that i think that is that's the balance of our lives and especially people that um are awakening to their consciousness and their their potential that that will be the balancing act it's such a fact (laughs) (laughs) Alyssa and i talk about that almost on a daily basis just in terms of even business you know are we gonna fall or do we need to hustle and muscle through this or do we need to flow? It's like a constant back and forth balancing act. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But giving yourself that grace to, you know, it, it is like being able to find the times where you kick your own ass and you're like, all right, get your shit together right now. And then also <laughs> having the times where you're, you re- recognize like your body maybe needs to, take the time to yourself or needs to recharge or recoup. So it really is like getting to know yourself really well so you can figure out when to kick yourself in the ass and when to give yourself some grace. (laughs) Oh my gosh, totally. And there's so, there's tools for that, obviously. And as you guys know, as coaches, like this is why, like there's, (laughs) I also, I don't know if you guys were ever like this before you started your business and started coaching and started getting into, um, like brain plasticity and and spirituality and all of this stuff but like I was like gutter punk San Francisco college student that totally would have made fun of all this stuff and this is what I'm actually really grateful that I have that experience because it makes me feel like I'm choosing this super um like that I'm that I'm choosing it really consciously, but there is a part of my brain that's always like, okay, coaches. But I will say like, <laughs> the only reason I am where I am is because of all the people that I incorporated into my journey. Totally. And I could not have done done any of this without them. Um, and there and there are so many tools that I've found, and you're right, you will, you'll get to know your body and your brain enough to where you can actually start calling yourself out on it. And I have like a couple that just come to mind if you just kind of want to like go with that really. Yeah, Um, please. First thing I would say is like, number one, get help. Um, Whether that's a coach or a therapist or um, even like joining a salsa class. I'm not even like, or or a dance class. I don't care what it is, but kind of getting back into your body and out of your head can be really, really helpful and important. And I know a lot of the people I work with, they get in these these loops in their brains that get them stuck. Like this is all just your brain being a jerk, right? Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yep. And so anytime I can hear, so if, if you guys are familiar with the tarot, it's it's the it's the uh, suit of swords. It's like all of the things that get you in your head that keep you from aligned action. And um, a couple things that just come to mind that I love, love, love. Um, there's trauma release exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called TRE 
it's it's an actual like you can get a book online you can look up videos on youtube um you can hire someone to help you go through those and it's basically just um different physical exercises that release trauma in the body yeah love it um another one is just like literally dancing like putting on music shaking it out dancing being like looking foolish whatever you need to do (laughs) (laughs) that's one of our favorites (laughs) (laughs) I don't count workout classes because I feel like that is just even more pressure to be like, I'm doing this for the abs. I'm doing this to lose weight or what, or gain weight or whatever it is. So I don't actually count going to the gym as getting into your body, even though it's a very physical practice. The other thing I would say is like energy healing is another really big one. But I think the two that I've been really, really into lately are the trauma release exercises, the shaking and dancing and Um, And then sometimes I will just lay on my floor and I will lay there until I cry it out. Yeah. And that's been incredibly helpful. And sometimes I do it with visualizations. Sometimes I do it with music um, and just like giving myself the space to release. Because if you think about how the nervous system works, we are like just living in a city even if you have the most relaxed life ever and you're like independently wealthy and you don't have to worry about anything. I just, like I live in a condo and I can hear other people living around me, like living in a beehive. If there's constant noise, whether mm-hmm. I register it consciously or not. And there's a lot of electronics around all the time. I don't have really like, ac- like easy access to nature. But even when you go to the beach, it's like parking and blah, like, yeah, <laughs> whatever we can do to put our nervous systems back into that parasympathetic rest mode is where you want to be. And that could be meditation. It could be acupuncture. It could be again, like shaking, dancing. Um, and when I say shaking, I, you guys can't see me, but like literally just like kind of shaking your shoulders, your torso, your, your legs, um, just to kind of release that energy so your body can get back into that parasympathetic whenever possible. Hannah's getting a good yeah. shake out right now. <laughs> I'm trying to shake it out. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> but it's so true. We we live in our fight or flight almost in our entire in almost the whole day, especially in our society. It you almost can't not. You meet people out on the streets, at the coffee shop, you just see the stress in their body and all of a sudden you're feeling that. So I think whatever you can incorporate throughout your day as much as possible, like these nature walks, deep breaths, five minute meditation, just to bring you back into that homeostasis, the easier it is for you to just feel a more balanced life in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I love all the talk that you're doing about shaking too, because that's such a huge part of our practice that we incorporate with our clients too. Um, because a lot of animals automatically, when they experience a form of trauma, their body automatically starts shaking. It's part of their survival mode. Um, and that's how they release their trauma. But as humans, we don't do that automatically. So we actually have to make the effort to do it, to shake, (laughs) to get, get all of that trauma out. Yep. I love it. And I like that you said, you know, working out doesn't really count because that, you're right. That's such a structured way to move your body. You're not you're not really doing a lot of releasing where it's just like, just move, shake, literally shake. <laughs> yeah. 
So another another form of release is magic too. So do you want to talk a little bit about magic and how you use it and incorporate it in your practice? Absolutely. So the way the the way that I like to talk about magic is the word has been so incredibly co-opted and and just <laughs> abused. <laughs> I wish there was another word for it, but I'm just I'm, I'm going with magic because magic to me is you know, electricity was magic at some point in our our history, um, space travel and even like medical science, it was all the way the body worked, the the idea that you eat food and then it comes out the other end. Like there was a point where everyone was just like, I don't know, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's all until we can explain it scientifically. And, um, and, and it's also, it's about energy at the end of the day, it's quantum physics is what it is. And so using it using your own energy because we're all made up of it and it's all around us at all times to start to retrain your brain and so every spell every ritual whatever you want to call it every time that you sit down in front of your tools with your journal um you know writing things out exploring your shadow and i'm sure your listeners are familiar with the term but basically shadow work is is anything that it's like the opposite of the positive thinking and the affirmations and the um the it's it's the opposite of of that stuff and (laughs) and so in order to get super step super authentically into that that really positive alignment we do have to deal with our shadow and it can be really uncomfortable but it's part of retraining our brain and accepting radically who we are at our core that we're able to then move forward and so there's a ton of different you know therapists and PhDs and um, Buddhists and doctors that will teach all of these different modalities of how to start changing your brain and start getting out of the the, the, the flow of who you have been into the flow of who you want to be. And for me, magic has been the easiest and, and most fun way to do that because you're using, um, you're using the elements, earth, air, fire, and water. You're using herbs, you're using candles and all of these tools sort of help to ground me. I'm a double Sagittarius Aquarius rising. I have a ton of fire and air. There's nothing <laughs> earth in my, in my chart. <laughs> ungrounded and so for me it's like yeah do you need a bunch of candles and and you know and you know smudging tools and crystals and all these things no absolutely not I mean uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches all of this stuff and he never once asks you to buy a crystal right. um, and it's the same idea what you're doing is you're coming to terms with with who you are as a person now and then you are slowly training yourself into this new consciousness um and so i i use spells to do that and um a good example of something would be um if you have pain if you have physical pain in your body so if you have chronic pain let's say now is lighting a candle and and saying like okay go away pain is that going to work you know what if your intention is strong enough maybe I will say absolutely that has worked for people before. Um, For me, it's been more like I sit with my pain, I light some candles, I put my intention into them to figure out where my pain is rooted, and then I journal, I burn things, 
I make potions. (laughs) I do all of these things to come to terms with where my pain is rooted. And then for instance, I did something similar the other day um, where I found out that my, I had some pain that was rooted in my relationship right now with my family. Um, about a year and a half ago, my family basically exploded. It, uh, it is not my, my entire life was rewritten based on, um, some, some things that came out about my past and my grandparents past. And, um, I don't talk to a lot of my family now. And, you know, on the one hand, you have to keep going. You have to keep living your life. On the other hand, you have to recognize where some of that trauma and pain is being stored Yeah. because if you don't, take the time to truly let it go and it's a process I mean you might I did so much spiritual work last year I was like okay we're done right (laughs) Um, that's just not how it works it comes up in different ways Um, and so really really sitting with my pain in that moment and I swear to you the pain was gone with it by the end of the day and um, and so you know you could call that um, I don't know, you could call, I'm sure there's a, there's terms in, in the world of psychology um, and in the world of like quantum physics and, and brain plasticity, but for me, it's magic. And that's, that, those are the tools that I use. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that is so fascinating. I've never thought of spells and magic, you know, using it in that way to heal trauma and even to better, gain better awareness around your own body. Oh my gosh. That. And like, it's the same when it comes to relationships and love. I think it's so funny. I thought I have a love spell um, on manifestbox.com. It's called Love Box. And so many people were asking for it. And so I made it. I wrote the I wrote the ritual. We have the box. It's up for sale. And then it was crickets. And I was like, you know, people think they want a quick love spell. But then when they actually see what it takes, because what what this spell does is it asks you to not just write about what you want from your partner it also asks you to write really honestly about what you actually want to give to a relationship and that's not a thing that a lot of people are ready to come to terms with um because they just kind of like oh i just want this person to come into my life and you know be amazing and (laughs) be all of these things for me and but then to really sit with well wait what do i actually want to give and you know we're so influenced by our, our outside world, you know, for a long time, I thought, you know, I wanted to like have someone I could go on adventures with actually. Yeah, that's great. But I'm actually a bit of a homebody. I don't really go out all that much. So this, that was like a part of me that I thought I wanted that if I'm really real with myself, I'm like, yeah, that's super not important to me. That's great. (laughs) if I had a partner that wanted to like travel all the time, I'd actually be kind of pissed because I really like what I do every single day. I like having a home base. I like, um, I like what I, the life that I've created. So it's, it's when you actually sit down with it, I have, I have a saying like, don't do magic unless you want to know the truth because Ooh, that is yeah, what I like we're, that. we're digging in. And, and that doesn't mean that things can't change. Absolutely. They can, but it's really about, getting super centered on what you really want and not what you think you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what society tells you you think you should have. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so awesome that you're coming from that perspective and having people think about what they can give. I think that's such an interesting way to, you know, manifest, so to speak. And I 
think you can say the same for money, right? You know, focus on what value you can provide in this world versus how am I going to get all this money and this is all the money that I want instead of, well, no, what value can I provide here? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, is that really what you want to be doing? And I think that's um, in the, the principles of manifestation and in magic, when you don't get something that you quote unquote really want, it is 100% because it's probably not in alignment with what you need. And it's mm -hmm. and the universe just knows better than you. And that I think the biggest component to magic, if I could teach one thing, it would just be really simple. It would be the part where you let go of expectation because yeah. it's all about setting your intention, putting it out into the world. I'm all about it. I literally manifest like 24 seven. I'm doing some sort of manifestation, but the hardest part is the letting go part and being like, okay, I trust that this is in motion. I trust this is happening in the way that's best for me. And so when things don't go my way, I'm like, okay, I hear you. I hear you universe. So do you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have any tips on how to gain, how to gain and build that trust muscle and really let go? Yeah. So I think that probably the first thing that comes to mind is getting in touch with your, your guides. And if you're not super comfortable with picturing actual like human shaped guides or animal shaped guides, which we could like go deep into that sort of healing, um, then just picturing like your highest self. And um, I'm sure there are highest self meditations and visualizations out there. Um, I do those with my clients just to kind of get in touch with like, literally, what does your highest self look like? What does she do for a living? What is, what it like given, you know, all of the resources in the world, what would you be doing with your time and, and your energy? Um, and, and then when it comes to more sort of ethereal sort of guides, like gods, goddesses, uh, sort of more human shaped guides or energetic guides. Um, that's something I think if you work with an energy healer or a shaman that you can tap a little bit more into, you can definitely do it on your own as well. And, um, and I think the whole point is laying down or sitting down and like listening mm -hmm. and meditation, <laughs> super grounding. I know no one needs to hear one more person telling them to meditate, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if they haven't started, they're going to keep hearing it. <laughs> yep. You better get on that meditation. <laughs> I mean, today I literally, I laid down in my room and I just, I meditated for about 10 minutes and I opened my eyes and I just watched how the light was playing on the sheets of my bed and how cool that looked and how beautiful it was and how when we were little kids, we would just sit in the yard and pick at grass and flowers and, yeah. uh, and giving yourself that space and time where there's no input except for like the sounds uh, that are coming in at you and your your own thought process um it's not meant to be a spa day it's meant to be information um that you can use when you're when you're actually quiet with yourself and in that quiet i think you can find an immense amount of trust because you can freaking hear right <laughs> for the first time right right yeah, it's amazing the things that come to you when you're quiet versus when you're constantly on the go yeah and I, letting that input in from I mean don't turn this podcast off but from podcasts from books <laughs> on tape from you know constantly being on social media and things like that and then 
The other thing that I've been doing recently is um, just the mantra release. So you can just lay there and you can say it out loud or you can just think it and just saying release over and over and picturing that that sort of more frenetic energy sort of coming off of your body. Um, asking asking your yourself, your guides, how do I trust more? And just laying there. You're not gonna, you maybe you don't hear anything. Maybe you don't, you know, literally hear anything. But um, the... The, the it, it does come to you eventually in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. and and that is how like we go from relying on other people to heal us and help us to tapping into how we can heal ourselves so just asking you know the question and then just laying there and listening until you, you hear something and doing that over and over until you get a good answer <laughs> yeah yeah I love that and I love that you mentioned that you know meditation I think you make a good point. It's you don't need to be sitting there, closing your eyes, trying not to think about anything. It could be as simple as staring at a tree, and just kind of letting your letting your mind wander and see where it goes. I love that. Absolutely. So you say that you have a team of healers. What does that mean for you? What? Are, yes. Who are your team of healers? This is my favorite. Um, <laughs> So I, I actually started on this journey in a big way through holistic medicine, and um, I worked with a naturopathic doctor as her nutritionist on staff for a few years, and then, um, so I learned a lot from her. She, you know, in naturopathic medicine, it's very much, so there, many of them are, are licensed, but um, it's a, like general, sort of like more general medicine, um, so they're, in naturopathic medicine, you don't have like specialists like you would necessarily in conventional medicine like you go to your endocrinologist and you go here and you go there they kind of specialize in in like how the body works as a whole so while you'll find doctors that have more of a specialty for the most part um naturopathic doctors realize that they're not the end-all be-all and so she was always recommending like a yoga place that she liked and of course she had me on staff as the nutritionist even though she knew way more about nutrition than me she had me be the expert on her team that did that um many uh doctors and other healers are relying now on on recommending uh reiki healers and energy healers shamanic healers for the more spiritual side of things um meditation studios and so that really opened my mind even back then to this idea of like oh there's not just one person that can that can make you better and p.s no one is going to make you better but you exactly (laughs) it all comes from inside exactly so it's up to us to sort of start to gather these people that can help us in any given way so i would say the biggest ones for me right now Um, I do have a naturopathic physician that I see that kind of works on the more physical parts of me. Um, I have a friend that's a nutritionist who specializes in Ayurvedic medicine. And so I've been talking a lot to her lately. On the spiritual side of things, there was a long time that I was seeing um, a therapist for EMDR. Did I say that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, EMDR for my sexual trauma when I was a little girl. and then my shamanic healer and my astrologist and then I have an Akashic record reader and you know it doesn't mean that these people are all on speed dial and I see them once a week or anything like that it's again like being super intuitive about it and realizing like 
oh, I've been in a weird place for a couple of weeks. Like, these are the people that I can call. Totally. Oh, forgot to mention, I spent like $15,000 on coaches last year. <laughs> nice. That was definitely also a thing that um, was really helpful for me, having the accountability with my business, having the accountability when it comes to self-care and making sure that I'm taking care of myself. And so um, I really encourage people to not, when we mentioned this already, but don't think that you can do this all on your own or that you have to, even if you are a healer yourself, even if um, you're a, a psychiatrist or a doctor yourself, like you need other people in your in your tribe and on your team so those are just a few that I've that I reach out to on a pretty regular basis yeah yeah that's great I mean it's so awesome to have this team of healers you know this team of people that you can go to when you're feeling off because I think that is a misconception that people have sometimes that um, if you are a healer in some way or another then you must be good all the time, you know? Because if you're a healer, then you must be good. But the reality of it is we're all humans, no matter if we're healers or not. And because we're all humans, we all do have those times when we feel a little bit off and we need that extra support. So having people in all of these different fields, all these different areas, you are empowering yourself to be able to realize, okay, something's a little off this week, what do I feel like is off, and which one of these amazing people are going to help get me back on track? Absolutely. And, you know, it's we, there's a physical, biological component, and then there's the mental and spiritual component to everything that we do. And so learning to tap in a little bit more into your own intuition to, to figure out like where do we start and and it definitely takes both and it's it can be it can feel like a lot of work but that's why we ask for help so exactly. yeah yeah and I think the biggest key is that any healer that you're working with should empower you more yeah. than anything and help you discover more about you <laughs> and how you can really heal yourself as well so a little bit different than I think the Western medical model, but it's a healthier one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No wonder we think we can like pay a couple hundred bucks and be fixed. I mean, that's exactly how we're raised. Exactly. And if we're not fixed, we're we're incredulous. We're in shock. We're like, wait a minute, I went to the doctor. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And I think that's that's also kind of the difference between doctors and healers is that most healers don't most healers know that we don't want you to like be with us for a while like we love you and we're here to support you but we want to we want to help you to have that power within yourself so that then you can go and do this on your own as opposed to always having to come back to us absolutely absolutely which is a pretty cool cool thing if we're all just empowering each other yes. then we're just gonna have a freaking powerful world yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well Mallory this has been so awesome to chat with you and to learn more about you do uh, learn more about what you do and also I mean it's it's really great having this perspective on magic um, and how that can be something that I think a lot of people don't believe in but there is a lot of a lot of science behind it too it's just a whole new way of looking at it, which I love the way that you've explored it and laid it all out, especially with these 
manifest boxes as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, your boxes? Sure. (laughs) Um, So this was a concept that I came up with actually when I was uh, semi-homeless, living in between my parents' house, my boyfriend's house, kind of figuring out what to do with my life. And um, where I was at the time, I didn't have a lot of access to metaphysical stores, crystal shops, things like that. And I was like, man, I just want something all in one place, something that that I just want to know exactly what to do with this stuff. I don't want to have to Google it or figure it out on my own. And, um, and I came up with the concept of sort of an all-in-one spell box. And this, this exists. Uh, there's, you know, there's different spell boxes online and on Etsy and stuff. This is um, a really, these are really specific rituals that are incredibly powerful. They do take a little bit of time, but they contain every single thing you need, including step-by-step instructions. Um, there's anointing oil, candles, uh, herbs, basically everything you need to set a really strong intention. So we have uh, rituals for love, prosperity, and the radiance box is one of my favorites because it asks you to step into your power. Um, so that's a yes. really, really powerful one um, that actually is, is the bestseller. Yeah. Who would have thought oh, that wow. prosperity would be? Who knew? Yeah. Um, and then I just formulated a new clarity oil and clarity box is coming soon, which is going to help you to get in touch with um, your higher self psychic powers and, and get really clear on your intentions. Oh my gosh. Um, I want so it. Now, right? <laughs> Basically I come up with a new spell every time I need something. I'm like, ah, awesome. <laughs> I, oh, I love that. That's awesome. So those are all available on manifestbox.com. And, um, I did, come up with a discount for your listeners so you can use the discount code i think it's is it magic 15 yep magic 15 all right yes Yes. cool take a look yes yes that's so awesome yes everybody go check out manifestbox.com to see which one would be best for you Okay, and so also, Mallory, where else can um, our listeners find you? Awesome. So I am on Instagram. It's probably my favorite um, at manifest underscore box. And my newsletter comes out once a week, and I usually provide at least one little mini ritual or something that you can do. So it's a it's um I think it's probably my favorite thing to do is is write the newsletter every week and share a little bit of magic with you guys and then uh for healing sessions I have malloryleone.com and that's where you can apply for uh one-on-one consult healing sessions and custom spell work beautiful awesome Awesome. Well, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you today. We just love everything that you're up to. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. I really, really appreciate you both and and the messages that you're putting out and the content that you're curating. It's it's really powerful and the world really needs it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we'll definitely have to chat again. I would love to meet you in person and maybe get some sessions with you. And I definitely want to get one of these boxes. I'm excited. Heck yeah. Awesome, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Of course. Of course. Thanks for coming on. And we can't wait to chat with you soon.